Westwood Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm Jeremy Berkeley. Today's question comes from Teresa, and it is, what's your favorite character class slash build? Now, I felt like this was a Dave question, but he just, like, he wasn't available this week, so... <laughs> so I'm here. <laughs> Bring in the reinforcements. Bringing the actually able to answer this. I'm sure Dave could answer. He would say social studies. Yeah. <laughs> and then talk about building cool stuff. Yeah. Like sets and things. And some painting. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Teresa wanted, right? Totally. <laughs> I'm going to be disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. It's going to be actually answered. <laughs> Okay. Fine. So, how do we want to do this? For Oh, and first off, this is only going to be a half of an episode. Because, as you can tell by the title, we were also asked to do a Persona 5 spoiler cast. Yes. And Jeremy literally finished it yesterday as of <laughs> us recording it. Bam. So, we are going to do that second half. So, if... You're not into either building RPG characters or Persona 5. See you next week. Yeah. And if you are, Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) So do you want to divide this between video and tabletop? I think we have to. Okay. Where would you like to start first? Well, let's do video because I feel like tabletop is deeper. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because it depends on the system within the video game itself. Yeah. Well, and also I have I have a very particular way of going forward in a video game that okay. I definitely don't do in tabletop. Right. Yeah. Because in a video game, kind of most of the role play is already done for you. Pretty much. Even even in a like Bioware game where there's dialogue choices and options to do stuff, the majority of the role play is already in for you. Yeah. Even even Bethesda. Yeah. Like if you're looking at a Skyrim or a Fallout. Yeah. A lot of the work is done for you. You just have There's to build within assumed, that framework. Yeah, stuff yeah. that's happening. Um, so I guess my favorite build in video games is high mobility, high damage. Okay, so roguish. Roguish. Yeah. Um, but specifically the way I go for it is I usually take a look at the system. And I'm like, okay, this is what's available to me, and this is the path I'm going down on. So That makes sense. Yeah, my two examples are both from the Dragon Age franchise. And in Dragon Age 2, I played an archer that crit 100% of the time. All the time. (laughs) At a certain point, that seems excessive. Yeah. (laughs) But that's the thing. I got to 100% in that, and I was like, oh, what do I do now? Hmm. And then after, it was just straight damage build, because... I just needed that number to be higher so that my crit would be higher. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, What I tend to really enjoy is being really good at one thing. And because I'm not a player that really enjoys uh, a stall tactic gameplay where it's like, okay, I just got to maneuver here and here and here and have these three things happen. I would much rather be like, I hit you really hard and I move on in the story. (laughs) That's fair. Whereas... I'm a bit more fluid. Yeah. I don't typically build high mobility, high damage, but I will. But the mm-hmm. first, speaking of Dragon Age, the first Dragon Age, I that's exactly what I built because I wanted to do something different. Yeah. 
but I will play tempo. Mm -hmm. I will play mage quite Mm -hmm. often, which means you are focusing on channeling or you're focusing on mana or you're focusing on something that will then narrow your focus into, okay, I'm really good at fire spells and this. Yep. No, in Inquisition, I did a very similar thing, except this time it was armor pen that I went for. Okay. And there's that one... The reason why I did it is because there's that one assassin ability that scales damage off of your pen. Oh, yeah. And it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, They might have patched it because I played it right when it came out, and it was way too strong. I took half of the final boss's hit points in one move. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit excessive. Yeah. I mean, part of of it is I really enjoy reaching that excessive level. Well, it's good building, yeah. right? It means that you what you have set out to do has been executed properly because it, once you become OP, that yeah. is good work. That's not the game's fault. Yeah, that's good work me. Yeah. I did it. I trivialized the game. Woo! Woo! It's funner than it sounds. Yeah, it really is. <laughs> that's what's so strange. Calling it trivializing the game yeah. makes it sound like it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah. I beat it. It's fine. Whatever. I'm good. Yeah. No. It's actually quite satisfying. Yeah. It's it's super satisfying when you fight a boss and the, everyone online is like, this was really hard. And you're like, oh, really? Because I steamrolled that. Yeah. Thumbs up. Strange. All of my lightning magic now crits automatically. <laughs> huh. Well. Huh. Guess I'll just throw a storm up. Yeah. And now bolt. <laughs> bolt. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's mostly what I do. But definitely every single time you give me a video game and there's any sort of more mobile option, I take it. Okay. Every single time. Um, yeah, I can't I can't think of a game where I don't. If I come back to a game, sometimes I'll go tank. Okay. Just for something different. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think. My I think my first Oblivion, Elder Scrolls Four Oblivion character yeah. was a tank paladin. Mm-hmm. So, and that was different for me, though it still used healing magic and that sort of stuff. But it was heavy armor, shield block, yeah, all of that sort of stuff. And it was fun. Mm-hmm. And I executed the build fine. Like, he did everything he needed to. He was a really good blacksmith by the end as well, because he had to fix his own armor the whole time. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but after realizing how sad that made me, yeah. I then did, I did something more like what you would do. Yeah. A high damage, high mobility thief. Yep. Slash assassin slash vampire. For me, a lot of times, if I'm playing that sort of game, I'm I'm looking for feeling accomplished, and it just you do get some accomplishment from dodging around a boss and like Mm -hmm. picking away at it over time. That's why Bloodborne's wonderful. Yep, but honestly, it's also great just. Not even sneak attacking somebody, but just being like, oh, I'm on top of this hill and that person's running towards me. One, two, you're dead. <laughs> like, it's it's satisfying. Yeah. Uh, especially when you walk around older parts of the game and you just annihilate people oh, all the time. I, I love when first, second, third level bandits wander out of some ruins. Yeah. He's <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> you fools. <laughs> Stop. Give us your money. No. (laughs) Well, we'll attack you. Fine. Fine. (laughs) Take the hint. (laughs) Go away. (laughs) 
It's not bravado. Don't go away. Let me rain down death from above. Well, the last time I really... I think my most effective build in an RPG, video game RPG in a long time, Mm -hmm. was Skyrim for my mainline character because he was a conjuring mage. Yeah, yeah. And I have not built a conjuring mage to work as well as he did in a long time. Yeah. It was... By the end, it was ridiculous. I didn't even have to hit attack buttons anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, you're going to attack me? Fine. Two Daedric princes, and yeah. I will stand here and watch you try and fight those hmm. who used to be bosses in the last game. Yeah. Please. Please. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. I, I, when I play, I need to feel dynamic. Oh, okay. So, which is why I always go for high mobility, because it usually is the most satisfying to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like the thought process. I like working out how to make the best mage possible, but that's mm-hmm. just, that's the way I play games. It's a, and, and it's tempo. You know what? It's, uh, there's a lot of people that like that. Yeah. Because mage is usually one of the best options in every single game. Almost always. There are, there are some games that people really like that I cannot play because there is not a good option for me. That's, and that's totally fair. Yeah. And like I said, I will do some other things every once in a while. I do get the temptation to be like, I'm going to play Rogue Assassin, just because I want to. Lots yep. of backstabbing and rolling. Fine. Stab, stab, stab. Yeah. <laughs> All those daggers I keep finding, yeah. I can actually use. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But if it's a mainline story and I'm like, I'm going to put 110 hours in, uh, I'm probably going mage. Yeah, especially if it's a long game, I've got to go. I've tried to play a mage in Dragon Age specifically. Probably eight times, I never get past the first act. Oh, wow. I just, I get bored. That's fair. Mostly because I take a look at it, and it's just too easy. I never feel threatened. Inquisition, I think, was better balanced Mm -hmm. for mages. It wasn't as easy as some of the other ones were. You had to actually put the thought into which, essentially, arcana you were narrowing your focus into. That way you could power things. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I could see that, because I did, I actually did go back to the first one. I never played Dragon Age 2, but yeah. I did play da- Dragon Age 1 a couple of times. Yeah. And I went back and tried Mage in that, and I didn't find, I didn't find it fun. And yeah. as a Mage player, that's weird. Yeah. So. Well, I, you, you look at the options, and you're like, oh, I can stop, like, six people from doing things while also doing damage to them? Yeah. This, clearly, this is the best option, and nothing's ever going to touch me. Yep. Um, which is some people's power fantasy. Some yeah, people sure. want that. that, in, that if in that's the game. what you want, that's fine. I'm not fine. saying don't put that in the game, but for me, it's uh, not engaging at all. Yeah. yeah. No, if if there is an OP mage stream, I will usually try and avoid it. Like, yeah. conjuring mages in Elder Scrolls are not super powerful. Yeah. yeah. Like, you have to, you have to min max and fine tune that to a point where you can survive. Yeah. But then there's that one moment where you've been struggling through stuff and you still have a sword and things, but all of a sudden you can summon a, a summon like a sword and shield of pure energy. Yeah. That also does flame damage. You're like, yeah, okay, okay. I'm on the right path now. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> I'm in. Um, quick sidebar before we move on to tabletop. Sure. Uh, in games where movement is not very big, what do you play? Where movement isn't very big? Yeah. So like if you're playing a turn-based thing where range and like cover is more important for instance uh okay what is your preferred class or what's your favorite character that you end up playing with like in final fantasy what's usually the archetype you end up going towards because i know you like final fantasy yep you do (laughs) um oh man i i almost always either go heavy into the gunslinger side of it yeah if that's the type of final fantasy it is yeah 
or I end up getting sucked into being a cleric. Gotcha. Because for whatever for whatever reason, in those situations, it's like I like healing. Yeah. And maintenance, and I'm gonna bring the word up again. And you've played enough games with me to know tempo. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Fair if anyone enough. was to ever play me in Magic, if I ever started building decks, I would probably end up with something blue. Speaking of Magic, they released a new Magic: The Gathering online type thing. Ooh. Yeah, it's supposed to compete with Hearthstone. It looks much flashier. The Magic the Gathering Online. <laughs> yeah, that's not hard. Yeah. That's not hard at all. Yeah, but don't worry, everybody. Magic the Gathering Online is still going to be there. Oh, yeah. You can still play on that if you don't want all them bells and whistles. You just want to sit there and draft for days? 18 hours. <laughs> <laughs> draft for days. <laughs> uh, yeah, and sidebar. For me, in a game where mobility is not important, I almost always play high-speed nuke. Okay, sure. Yeah. High-speed nuke, or... <laughs> Probably as close to what you could apply directly to what you usually play, so yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, high-speed nuke, or I play long-range high accuracy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And accuracy is so vital in turn base. Yep. Something that we'll get into in our spoiler cast is some of those ranged attacks with those accuracies. Yeah. Mm. 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 Yeah. Fighting something that's immune to everything but gun? <laughs> Great. I don't, I, I don't know if I ever came across that. Might be a moderate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get, we'll get into that later. We'll get to that later. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, is there one class or build in video games? Last thing for video games, because we're at about 15 minutes. Okay. Is there one build that you would never play? Um... Like, say you've, you've already finished Dragon Age Inquisition once, so you've done your high damage, high mobility. Yeah. Is there one that, when you were doing your second playthrough, you just you wouldn't even consider? Uh, I won't play... Hmm. It's tough, because I think it depends on the game. Okay. Like, I think I'm least likely to play, like, a pace character. Um, like, in terms of, like, speeding up tempo, absolutely, I would play that. Um, but not a delay? Not a delay. Um, I don't mind playing control, but I only like playing control when I have other options to do heavy damage. Okay. So in like a party-based system, like Dragon Age, I'd be okay playing control most of the time. Because you'll have those damage dealers. Right, but I probably wouldn't play control mage. I'd probably play control warrior. That's fair. Yeah. And just stand there and be like, I have infinite guard! <laughs> uh yeah. Focus all of your attacks on me, and yeah. I am invulnerable to all attacks. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, and walk around and just be like, knock somebody down. Because uh, the fantasy in my head is that it's really funny for everyone to be trying to hit this one person, and they're not even trying to engage the other people. They're just walking around being like, eh, you're fall over. Stop talking to that person. Like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good story. Yeah. So yeah, pro- probably like a, a delay I would never play. Um, mostly because I never want, I never like to feel like combat is stretching. Ah. Uh, right? Like I yeah. never, I never like to feel like, okay, You're I've, not got, a grinder. I've got this done. You are not a grinder. I'm not a grinder. And we've established that. Yes, it's canon. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Is there one thing that you will never play? Straight up barbarian. Just when it's just physical damage and yeah. having... Being like a soak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I find that boring, where it's just all I do is swing. For me, that build is so straightforward that yeah. I don't see any intrigue in it. Yeah. We're just like, I need to have lots of hit points and strength. My intelligence doesn't matter because... Durr. <laughs> Durr. Yeah, that's fair. That's just, fair. it's not my bag. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now we're going off the deep end. Yep. So, Sean, you mostly like to run tabletop. I do. Yeah, I so, prefer it. Let's start with you. Okay. Sure. Uh, what is your preferred class slash build? As a as, as a, a GM? Player. Okay. As a player. <laughs> as a player. It's like as when I'm building NPCs, so Dragon. <laughs> uh, no, as as a player. I feel like we can't do this for NPCs. Both of us have run. Yeah, a so. lot. If anyone wants us to talk about running games. Yeah, we can do that. Like tips, yeah. hints. We're not obviously Matt Mercer quality good. No, but we've got experience. Yeah, we can definitely <laughs> help. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, again, I'm still I'm a magic wielder, man. I, that's yeah. what I like doing. D and D wise, I didn't play a lot of. I was more Pathfinder, but I can kind of tie it together that I'm usually looking more sorcerer based than wizard. Yeah. yeah. You I want like innate that. power, not yeah. I like drawing, not books, rather than like <laughs> I have a cool scroll. Let me read it to you <laughs> for your damage. <laughs> and lo, and behold, they did fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, it worked. I only have one of these scrolls, too. <laughs> no, I I like the sorcerer. I like that innate. Like you said, I like channeling either mm. an elemental or something like that. I will trend storm if I can. Yep. Just because I love weather magic. I just that's I'm, that's I'm something that's boat. always I'm in the same boat. Always drawn me magic yeah. wise. Fire's interesting. Cold okay. If you can tie it into weather, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> um the class and I know that you asked me first because I have the least to say about building player-wise because, again, yeah. I prefer to DM and I like DMing. Yeah. Uh, I've always wanted to try a bard. Oh, yeah. I just... I, But I've never been in a party where a bard would fit. Yeah. No, I, I, love, I love the idea of bards. The love concept. Them. So awesome. Yeah. But yeah. you need to be in the right group for a bard to make sense. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you've, you've got to... Have a bard concept that works outside the traditional bard. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Scanlan and... Uh, Critical Role? Crit Role. Yeah. Love me some Scanlan. I'm like, I want to try something like that someday. Yeah. someday. Like a boss. Every yep. time. It, it, if you ever want to play a perennial underdog, play a bard. Yeah. Because in-universe, it just seems so silly... And not in a bad way, but it seems ridiculous that you're walking around with these wizards and warriors of legend. Goliaths. Right? And, yeah. and, and what do you do? You sing songs. You yep. tell stories. And somehow you save the day. Somehow. Somehow. Yep. Weird instruments. Yeah. Weird little... Because it's, it's not quite gadgeteer. No, it's not. But it's the it's closest borderline. fantasy. Yeah. It's the closest fantasy, I would say. So you get a sort of... you. Get a gimmicky sort of play, but it's not all gimmick. Yeah, yeah. It's also D and D specifically is a storytelling game at its heart. Yep. And you're a character whose power is story. Yeah. 
So you, you actually have an incredible amount of power, not only combat-wise, but narratively. Yeah, tons. Yeah. Because you do end up guiding some situations. Yep, you have to. But... Also, don't play a bard if you don't want to be a face. Yeah, oh yeah, you're a face. You're a face. You have to be the... You might have to be the face. Yeah. And get used to that. Get used to being the face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, no, just watching Sam play Scanlan. Oh, yeah. Just like, yep. Yeah. And it's he's ins- a very... He's inspiring. a very good bard player. He's a very good bard player. Uh, but... Yeah. The, just the random cutting word stuff. And yeah. And, like, the weird transformations when he was a Triceratops for a little while. Yep. And... Yeah. Yeah. No, bards are great. Yep. So that's that's typically where I'm going. I'll, I'll try storm-based sorcerer. Yeah. I'll see what the party needs if yeah. I have to tie anything into the magic. But I will try and go sorcerer. And someday I would like to play a bard. Someday. Will it ever happen? <laughs> One shots. One shots. Sure. One shot it might be possible. but uh, I can make that happen for you, Sean. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You have way more player build. I do. And I'm also I'm the thing is my my start, the very first, the very first character I ever made was in a superhero game. Mm. And I was a shape-shifting ninja. The way I would describe this character is half ninja, half dragon, all metal. <laughs> so I I love to create an outlandish character. Yep, I love it. I have several concepts that the police will not let me play. Um, we can't even talk about can't it. Even talk about it. Um, no. Uh, so one of my favorite concepts that I would really love to play is an ancient evil dragon stuck in a scarf. So doesn't have any of the abilities of a dragon. Play as a, uh, like, dragon sorcerer. So you have dragon-like abilities come in as you level up. To, but to be this evil, like, NPC-type character that is a PC, but is sort of bound by the whims of the party because they're a scarf. Um, like, can I run away from stuff? No, not really. I'm a scarf. Uh, and, and just being so arrogant, but so bad at the same time. Uh, Someday I could make that happen for you. I know, I know. Uh, that that I've had that character concept probably for eight years, and every single time I'm in a game, I'm like, "Can I play this?" And then everyone's like, "No, you can't, Jeremy. You cannot." So that is sort of the far, far left, I would say, of my character builds. Sure. Um, where I just like having a a character concept that I will just do whatever mechanically I need to do to make happen. Yeah. Um, Fine. Yep. Uh, and then I sort of have a middle ground where I like taking a concept mechanically sort of to its nth degree. So the most recent one I came up with is for 5th edition, D&D. Mm-hmm. And it's a fighter that only uses ranged weapons. Thrown ranged weapons. Oh, okay. Uh, and takes dual wielding. And is a battle master that takes the taunt uh, battle master. So basically you walk around and you use your superiority dice. You throw... I think by level 15 you throw five javelins a turn and you have enough superiority dice that you could taunt everybody on that turn if you wanted to so the idea of a fighter just walking around being like ha 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 you're all stupid and then they're all they all have to attack that fighter 
or suffer the consequences. Um, so I like that sort of build as well. That sounds fun. Yeah. To be fair. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, usually it is fun uh, because it's got a gimmick, but the gimmick is strong, frankly. Yeah. Like the, 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 the gimmick is weird, but it works. Yes. Uh, which is satisfying to me as a person, but also satisfying to me as the character. Which uh, is really what the in the end a player should be going for. Yeah, yeah. You want something that you like and the character in character likes. Likes. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, on sort of the far right is the same as you. Is especially if I'm in an inexperienced party, I'm like, what does this not have? Mm-hmm. What does this not have that I can bring to it while still making it interesting to me? Oh, we don't have a healer. Okay. Okay. I will be a healer. Um. Luckily, we both have a friend who is also okay doing that. Yep. Uh, and usually he wants to do it because he doesn't come up with character concepts unless no. he has input. Yeah. Uh, so it's actually very helpful for him for someone to do that to him. Yeah, it uh, really is. <laughs> yeah. We so, should probably look into that for our next game, yep. actually. Yeah. Once we know what everyone else is doing. Yeah, tell Just him. being like, hey. We need this. Want to play this? Yeah. He'll be like, okay, sure. And then he'll build it. Yep. And it'll be gimmicky and weird, yeah. and it'll work amazingly. <laughs> yeah. Somehow. <laughs> somehow. Uh, he's actually, he plays in my, my, my regular game that I run, and he is the healer, but he doesn't use any magic. He's a rogue. A rogue healer? He's a rogue healer. How does that work? Uh, he buys medicine kits. He specialized into thief, so he can use items as a quick action. Of course. That's and a good call. Uh, we designed a custom background for him so that he could get a little bit extra healing just so it was more in line with balance. Um, but basically, every single fight, he can do one big heal on everybody, and he can always stabilize. That's pretty good, actually. It is. It is. And that's an ex- a relatively inexperienced group, too, right? It is. So it is. it's good to have somebody like that. It is, and um, because he's... A rogue that doesn't really attack. Um, he's very creative with the items he can use because that's his class's big thing. He can use items as a quick action. Right. So there was one turn where an evil dragonborn paladin was flying away, and he took out a grappling hook and threw it and latched onto him, and then used the action to tie it to like a tree. So he was grappling hooked to a tree. Uh, which was that very works. effective. Yeah. Very effective. Um, as for what I naturally gravitate towards as a player, I don't really go towards magic casters that much. Nope. Same reason as in, in game. Also, I don't like slow. I don't like feeling like I'm slowing down the pace. So that many options I don't want to deal with. That's... I don't want to have five character pages to sort through five that's a pretty weak sorcerer jeremy yeah <laughs> five see like i, I don't want that so like, hold on i need to pull out my third book yeah um but i i have done some uh like paladins minor spell casters oh sure yeah um, a little bit of white magic on top of exactly. just heavy armor stuff yeah yeah so i've done that um but probably the class that always draws me towards it the most is monk Mm. Um, and that's just sort of I like I like the monk aesthetic uh, and a lot of people will say oh unarmed doesn't make any sense in a like swords and sorcery world but I think it does I think it fits it can why not um, yeah why not 
why is my fun wrong? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's definitely what I, I go towards. Uh, usually every character I have has stealth, and that's mostly because, not because I enjoy sneaking, but because I feel like without stealth, I can hinder the party. Well, and I find that a lot of parties, now, <laughs> as Sean puts his GM hat on, yeah, <laughs> a lot of parties don't think about stealth as much as they should. Yeah. Yeah. You need some scouts. You and do. you need some stealthy people. Yep. Because there's going to be some things that you don't want to have to deal with head on. Yep. Yep. Especially if you have someone who likes running living worlds. Yep. Like me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I go towards Monk. Okay. Um, I do like playing rogues. Right. Don't mind playing tanks. Yeah, tanks. But In a tabletop... I find tank more interesting than in a video game. Yeah, well, especially if it's uh, like a tactical game. Yeah. If it's on a grid, then uh, playing a tank is usually very interesting. Yeah, because you have you have to think spatially a lot differently. Yeah. Which is very nice. Yeah. Um, I generally want to play a melee. I don't like doing range as much just because I don't feel... If I'm not in the thick of a fight, I as a player don't feel super engaged. So if I go a ranged character, it's me branching out. Usually. Uh, unless I have a hilarious gimmick. Okay. I once I once made a halfling that could shoot 120 arrows in a round. How? Um, in 4th edition... Okay. There was... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a at-will that let you shoot everything uh, that you could see with a bow and arrow in one round. Now, usually this isn't a big deal because it's very hard to get uh, a max because you're limited by your bow. Even if you can see, you right three hundred things. Yeah, you're not going to be able to shoot all of them because your bow doesn't have that range. Right now, most people would go like, "Oh, I see. So you went great bow, great bow." No, halflings have a feat that makes their short bow. They have no short range. They only have the long range of the short bow. So you never roll at disadvantage. So basically, I could shoot everything within my long range of my short bow in one turn. Every single time. <laughs> that must have been a long turn. Well, no, because you just sort of... You get as many D20s as you can, and you just Play say... by grouping. Yeah. Just do it by grouping. Exactly. You're like, here, 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 and done. Yeah. Uh, it can take a long ter- time if you have a GM who's not willing to compromise on that sort of thing. Whereas if it was me, it'd literally be like, yeah. okay, roll uh, eight D20s. <laughs> yeah. That'll handle this. Yeah. yeah. Okay, fine. And yeah. then do the math and work it out. And the damage roll was very simple. The other thing, like like I said, I don't like slowing down the game. Right. So I tend to make my damage rolls as simple as possible. Ah. Uh, yeah. That's If fair. I can. If, if the mechanics allow for it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's just not possible. No. Or sometimes you decide to play a gadget player. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes... <laughs> As Sean is finding out, I decide to play a gadget person. Yep. You also know that I go very heavy heavy for aesthetics. Yes. I want my character to, look in and my feel. mind, look and feel a certain way. Yep. Uh, and I will even role play into that. Yeah. Uh, even to the detriment of the setting. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it's, it can be really great. Yeah. Uh, your strange lizard detective... <laughs> My space lizard detective? Your space lizard detective (laughs) was pretty wonderful. Yeah. With his obsession with dramatic lighting. Yeah, it was awesome. 
everybody else is like, oh, we're going down a hallway. <laughs> uh, and I was like, this lighting is the best. <laughs> Shauna, what is the lighting like? And then I have to, so I basically, <laughs> I had to know the lighting for every situation, which is fine because the way that I run stuff, I see it in my head as I'm going through it. Yeah. So it's not a big deal. Yeah. A character but, like that is also, it can help force the GM to be more descriptive because it is a central part of your character. Yep. Um, so, um, if you're a player who's playing with a GM and you're finding that you're not getting enough details, make your character detail oriented. Yep. Um, and then because it's part of your character, if the GM is a good GM, they will accommodate that. Yep. Exactly. Yes. Or at a certain point, you just discover how much detail level, what the detail level of the party likes is. Yeah. And you just stick with that. Yep. Because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the thing I think a lot of players don't realize is how much they affect how the GM tells the story. Yep. If I'm running for Sean, I know he's going to want lots of details, and I know he's going to want to know if there are any, like, red barrels to blow up, or if there are NPCs around that he might have to protect, or something like that. I know that you're going to want a complex, detailed world to yep. deal with. But for the group that I run with, if I mention more than six people, they get paralysis. So, or or it becomes overwhelming for them. So I don't do that with that group. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Our group wants detail when it's necessary. Yeah. And some superfluous stuff just to make it fun. Anything that's fun or funny. Yep. Nailed in. But if I don't need to go into what the sky looks like in the morning. Nope. I just, I don't need to do it unless it's going to be important. And then if I say it, we're now at the point where if I'm saying details, there's a reason. Yep. And they know that. Well, some of us know that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I know that doesn't really, I don't really have like a favorite class build because I like exploring the edges of the system. That's fair. tabletop. If you were, so I'll, I'll apply, just because my specific build where I was like Sorcerer, Storm, yeah. that sort of stuff, like that's a, a narrower focus. Yeah. If you were to play in a general D&D, like say 5th edition, we'll just mm-hmm. go with the modernist possible, and you're okay. going to play Monk because there's a group that suits Monk, okay. what are you targeting the Monk towards? Standard fantasy uh, setting, uh, big bad, overarching story, yeah. not a heavy um, war. I'm not going Elemental Monk. Okay. Um, just because I feel like if you're going to play an elemental thing, go sorcerer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and just like you, like I said before, I gravitate towards storm magic. Right. So I wouldn't go the elemental route. In 5th ed, in the very place base hand player's guide, there's both the sort of only hand-to-hand combat monk, and there's also uh, way of the shadow monk. Ah, yep. So that's probably what I would do, just because it's a little off kilter which i enjoy right and it's enough uh at i feel like it's adaptable one thing i really don't like about the way the fighter class is laid out in most games is that the fighter's option is usually go forward and fight it's railroad yeah you you have a direction to go and you go it and that's it um and if you get in a situation where that doesn't really work it can feel like you're being handcuffed as a player Yep. Um, and uh, I don't like doing that. So if I can get a fighter or melee class that has some sort of shtick or thing that gives me a little bit more adaptability, 
I'll go for it every, almost every single time. Okay. So if I could play a monk, I would play a Way of the Shadow monk, and then uh, I might multi-class to something like Fighter or Barbarian later. Sure. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I love playing dumb characters. <laughs> like, dumb as a rock. Uh, for a while, I offered my services to um, a message board, basically being like, hey, I'm an experienced player. I just want to play. I don't really have time for a big game, but I'm perfect if you have a, an inexperienced group. And I had a character called Garp. He was a barbarian. He had an intelligence of four. Nice. Um, and he was just a bro to everybody. Um, but also, he was tanky enough that when they asked him to do something stupid, they could see the repercussions and I wouldn't die. Which is good. Which is good. Especially within an experienced party because right. they're going to ask you to do something stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and it, it lets me as an experienced player be like, oh, actually, this is where you look to do that. Or this is how you would do that. Or I already know what this spell is. We don't have to look it up. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. That Yeah. It, yeah. It, it's a 16. You don't have to look. Just, you know, it, just it's roll out it. a 16. Yeah. yeah. Well, at the same time, it also lets me as a character do some stuff that a lot of other people would consider like a meta type thing without it being meta because it's just like oh my character saw something shiny over there I'm gonna go do something right or I can choose when my character is paying attention and when they are not paying attention right so I can stop groups from sort of imploding and it also gives me excuse if a beginning group sort of gets lost in a cyclical planning thing yep. to do something that a dumb person would do to make things move forward. Or if you're in an experienced group and they get stuck in a cyclical amount yep. of planning, yep. you could just go forward and push things forward. Yeah, exactly. It's it's great. My, my suggestion to people who don't really know if they want to play role-playing games or they're intimidated by role-playing games, just play a dumb character. Yep. And then your confusion and maybe slight overwhelmingness will just play off as if you're role-playing your character really well because they're dumb. Yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of fun to be had in dumb characters. There is a lot. In fact, I would totally recommend, if you want to see a really good example, look at Travis Willingham on Critical Role. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can tell Travis is dying to say something. Because he knows how to solve the problem. He has the answer the group needs, but he can't do it for his character. Grog wouldn't know. Grog would Grog not know. Grog has no idea. So that's great, one, to teach people how to role play. Yep. And two, the other thing that Travis does really well is sometimes he says the simple answer, right? The straightforward one that no one is talking about. Yep. Um, now, do they take it? Usually not. Usually not, but it's there. Yep. And you also have things where people try to trick you, and instead of you going along with the trick, you can totally miss what they're trying to say. Yes. Um, so there, there's a lot of flexibility in a dumb character. Yes. Although, try not to be the dumb character and the one that handles the party's money. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> or do. Yeah, hey. And have the party hate you. <laughs> yeah, that's also fun. Yeah. So monk, shadow monk, cross class, Yeah. if you can. I, li I like adaptability. I like adaptability. I like being in the thick of things. And I usually like at least the ability to have a big turn. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. I feel like after this conversation, we are going to get some tabletop topics coming. Go for it. I love tabletop. I, 
I think we're it's I think it's gonna happen <laughs> based on the fact that even we kind of branched into just talking about like running this or yeah. you have a play before do this and yeah, I, yeah, yeah. it's gonna happen. I mean, you're very simulation and I'm very narrative. Yeah. So we kind of cover the whole base. Yeah. Between exactly. the two of us. And even though I am simulation, I do care about the narrative. You do. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not just a numbers guy. <laughs> I do care about the story. And I'm not just a story guy. I love numbers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. We can have it. to turn, Sean. That's so ridiculous. <laughs> Not quite 120 arrows at once, though. Yeah. That's... Well, fourth ed was built to be broken. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it it very much was. Yeah. So the second half of this podcast is going to be a Persona Five spoiler cast. So if you are not interested and haven't played, or you are interested in playing and haven't finished Persona Five, don't listen. Don't because listen. there is a spoiler like the one on the back of a Lancer. Yeah. It's huge. <laughs> this is this is going to be all the spoilers. So. You're going to be at a Tokyo car show. That's how many spoilers there's going to be. <laughs> I, I don't want to add more to the jokes because we're already at 41 minutes. <laughs> so if this is you checking out, thank you so much for listening. If you have a question for us specifically about the tabletop RPG, which we expect to come now, or anything else, hit us up. I am at Sean Cord on Twitter. Jeremy is at MightyThews. We are at GuysFromPodcast. You can email us through the website, theguysfrom.com, or guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Woo! So our spoiler cast is going to be brought to you by Hydrovented Biochemicals Incorporated. Hydrovented Biochemicals provide amalgamated business solutions for the future happiness of mankind. Their latest development, Recessilated Pork-Like Meatworks, provides meat-like textures to your latest chemical compounds. Making a new lotion? Why not have it feel like fluid bacon? That's Hydrovented Biochemicals Incorporated. We put the friend into biochemical friend solutions. <laughs> I almost lost it there because Jeremy's face when I said, make your lotion feel like fluid bacon was, was pretty priceless. So gross. And we're back. That's right. We're back. Our second question today is brought by, is brought to you, brought to us, brought to us. There. By Sean. Is from? Is from. There you yeah. go. <laughs> that's the one. It's from Sean. That's not Sean with a U. No. That's Sean with a C. As an S-E-A. Okay. <laughs> to make it as confusing as possible. I mean, we're doing pretty well so far. <laughs> And that's uh, Persona spoiler cast. How, how do we feel about Persona? It was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I beat it in two weeks. Somehow. Somehow. I'll again. Two weeks, ninety hours. On easy. On easy. Yes. Yeah. It was. A, it was a story playthrough. It was essentially. Yeah. 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 I played it so much that I was waking up and hearing the Persona music in my head. <laughs> Yep. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it's great music, though. It is. And weirdly, like, my play, I played on moderate, I think, mm-hmm. or whatever yeah. normal is, and I was about 118-ish hours, mm-hmm. and I don't think I ever got tired of that song. No, it's... Ever. 
they it's a they do a really good job of even though the music loops quite a bit all the time. <laughs> yeah, they do a great job of doing it in a way that is not irritating. Yeah. And also all the sound effects work with the music. Somehow yeah. they managed to do that. Yeah. yeah. But it was practically the same song for, I'd say, 90% of the fights. Sometimes they'd throw a bit of rock in. Sometimes there was an yep. orchestral choral something. Yep. But most of the time, it was that new jazz song. Yeah, but also it's the um, the fact that they give a different song for each of the palaces makes a huge difference. Yes. Yeah. So yes. you're actually switching from tracks fairly regularly, um, so long as you're not backtracking. Yep. Yeah. Which you don't have to do too much of. I uh, know if you are exploring as you go, you're fine usually. Yep. So long as you're not foolish. Yeah. Speaking of foolish, what did you name your Phantom Thieves group, Sean? Uh, Apex Red. Ooh. Yeah. Very covert ops. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Why? What did you name yours? I named mine The Foolish. Oh. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. 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 And it turned out to be very apt. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) They are quite foolish on more than one occasion. More than one. Yeah. Because i got to do things with my heart, Sean. (laughs) Stupid adults and their twisted desires. Ruining all of our days. (laughs) Government. Crappy adults. This is a game built for millennials. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's really... I guess we might as well, story-wise, yeah. it's a very well-put-together story. It is. It I'm is. still... The only part of it that I never really got behind was the Act 4, where Mona is like, well, screw you guys. I'm just I'm like, gonna, yeah. talk to each... This is solved by a three-sentence conversation. I mean, I, they almost solved it, like, two times, and then Luigi is, says something stupid, and you're like, god damn it. <laughs> god damn it, Ryuji. God damn it. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. And then it's over, and then they're back apart again. And yeah. it's just like, well, now we're a rival something, something. It's just like, it, you're just going to get back together. Yeah. This is unnecessary padding, story-wise. Well, I felt like they did it to introduce a character more than anything else, which... And Haru's fine. Yeah. I liked her. Yeah. But you could have done it a different way. Could have. And that could have not lasted ten hours. I, I don't think it lasted that long for me. Moderate it did. Yeah. Because there is that bit of a, okay, I have to go grind yeah. some stuff, and yeah. I need to level a little bit, I'll go to Mementos, okay, fine. <laughs> Leveling in Mementos, that place is just for money, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. Um, how do we want to start this? Because I feel like there's several places we could start. Uh, I have no idea where to start. Okay, I talk well, let, about a 120-hour video let's game. Let's start about... Uh, the main characters that you deal with. The characters okay. in your party. So the thieves, basically? The thieves. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with the thieves, and then uh, we can start going through the palaces, and I feel like other uh, confidants random. are going to come up over the course of that. And some random story stuff, because I would like to touch on Hawaii before we go, because oh, yeah. I love that interlude. I yeah. thought that was a great section in the game. Yeah, sure. We can, we can definitely talk about Hawaii. Good. Yeah. And of course, we will have to talk about our waifus eventually. Yeah. Yeah, stick yeah. to the end. Uh, I have no idea if it's coming up to at the end, but 
Yeah, we'll talk about it. If we haven't talked about it through the whole thing, it'll be at the end. It, that'll be that's yeah. you, you wrap up with life. That's that's what this is. This, yeah, yeah. That's the standard standard. That, that's persona talk. Yeah. That's you have to get there. Yeah. Um. So Joker first. Yeah, sure. We'll we'll start with uh, the self insert character. Yeah. Yeah. How did you feel about Joker? I liked him. Yeah. I liked his. I liked the fact that he was the multi-user. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting concept where it's just like, okay, everyone else is locked into their persona yeah. for combat. Yeah. But he has the flexibility, and that's what makes him special. Yep. Where it's just like, okay, you're the standard. You're going to end up being smart, athletic, popular, yeah. all that, because you have to. You're leveling all of that stuff up anyway. Yes. Um, I liked his arc where it's just like he got screwed over and that whole natural thing. Where yeah. he has to build the relationships, it it grounded all of it. Yep. Especially with uh, Sajiro. Yep. Because that the relationship arc with Sajiro and Joker, whatever yeah. you call your yeah. person. Mine was Misu Nobunaga. Hey. Hey. Uh, mine was Hiron Bosch. Ooh. Because <laughs> yes. Like, I'm bored. I'm, I'm after a painter I like. Yeah, exactly. Why not, right? I'll shorten it a bit. I mean, I chose Nobunaga because I was like, yeah. So if Nobunaga. I'm, if I'm going to be a, a leader of an organization in Japan, why not? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I like I liked the fact that he was falsely accused and put on probation yeah. for assault. I mean, it, right, it, the thing it does is it, it simultaneously puts you right in his corner. Yep. Um... And also allows you to self-insert because everyone's been in a position where something happened that they weren't responsible for that they had to take responsibility for. Yep. Um, and, and it's usually somebody else's fault. Like, and have did you ever move? What? While you were in schools, did you ever move from Sojiro's? No, 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 no. In real life, did you ever switch schools in the oh, middle of school? No, I like, didn't. were you like Kage the whole time? Whereas I've. I moved a few times, so that feeling of a new place, yeah. but then having that rumor behind you, that is another connecting point where it's just like, oh, yeah. oh he's, he's, he was in, like, he's on probation. Don't talk to him. <laughs> That's a bad apple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was a very well-behaved student, and I never moved, so. Well, yeah, we moved around a bit. So yeah. I have, there is that connection point as well, where it's just like, yeah. new school, new people. Yeah. Is the first person you connect with going to be your best friend? In your case, it doesn't seem like it. No. <laughs> we'll get to that character in a second, Sean. <laughs> but yeah, like, it was it was such an interesting arc, and then watching him grow through the whole thing yeah. to where you end off having spent that much time with them. Yeah. It's just, there is that feeling of connection there that... They also do a really good job of allowing the character to have opinions about different characters. Yep. You can throw shade at some people... If you want to, you can be really polite. You can be by the book. Yeah. You can also be a huge creep dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a huge creep dog. If you want. Yeah. You can do it. You can do it if you want to live through that life. Yep. And then face the consequences of it. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of consequences. <laughs> they don't really affect you too much. No. But some. It's super funny, actually. I watched the one scene online. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so one scene online, and at the end, um, because it's the Valentine's Day event, everybody that we're talking about. Yep. Uh, and at the end, Sojiro gives you chocolate. <laughs> He's like, "Here you go, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> um, so since we've mentioned him, we should probably talk about him next, even though he's not one of the thieves. No. Uh, so Sojiro is a cafe owner yep. that takes you in after you're on probation. Right. 
Uh, and that's sort of where his character starts. And he's very like, don't get in my business. I won't get in your business. Everyone should just leave each other alone. That's where he starts. And if you do anything bad, I am not backing you up. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. Here is a roof and a bed for you to sleep in. Here it's an attic. It's full of junk. Yes. Yeah. By the way, it's okay that you have a cat. Yeah, it's okay that you have a cat. I like cats. Yeah. Sort of. Kind I of. Won't. Yeah. <laughs> but don't um, ask me about this phone call or where I'm going. Yeah. Uh, how do you feel about Sojiro? I liked him. Yeah. I even liked him when he started. And I know online there was a lot of people who were like, oh, Sojiro is like, ah, there's no growth in this. Yeah. But no, it's like once you get to his twists, especially around Futaba, yeah. you start to see why everything has happened. And then all of that stuff that happened early gets so much more depth. He's not a jerk to you without having reasons to be that way. Exactly. And he's more connected than... I think most of the characters are, even in the Thieves, to the whole situation. Oh, yeah. You don't find out till much later, but he is very connected. He's super connected to this. Yeah, and the other thing you you have to realize, even though he's being a jerk to you, he did take you in. Yeah. Right? He did make sure you got to school, and he does ask you how you're doing. And he does kind of check up on you. Yeah. Like he, maybe he in a jerk way. Maybe in a jerk but way. But he's always like he's he is it. actually there for you when you need him. He is always, always, every single time in the game. I also loved his character design. He yeah. was one of my favorite designed characters. He perfectly fits the entire neo jazz um, aesthetic of the game. Yeah, and one of the very few like character designs that actually does. Yes. Um, no, and also I think it, the really nice thing about Sojiro is his arc with the main character is one of those very rare uh, character arcs that teaches grown men things Yep. Um, that you probably won't learn as a person growing up. Yeah. Because why does a person act this way and how do you act in extenuating circumstances? Uh, and he actually has a fair amount of self-reflection in there too. Oh yeah. Yeah. He definitely does. Yeah. Once he finds out that you guys are the phantom thieves... There, that scene is gorgeous. Yeah. I loved that. I mean, that is stuff that you could put on a stage and people could watch it. Yeah. Like 100%. And there was, like, if you were able to take yourself out of the fact that it was a game so you knew that everything would work out okay, yeah. there are moments, even in that scene, where it's like, is he going to be okay with this? Yeah. Is, is he going to sell us out? Is this going to turn? Yeah. <laughs> and then they leave it hanging there for a little while. You're just yeah. like, but... No, but... Uh. He's angry, and understandably so. Oh, yeah, because you have been committing, according to the media, a crime. lot of crimes. Yeah. He's a crime for you. Crime for you. Crime for you. <laughs> so many crimes. Um, okay, so let's go back to the thieves. Okay. Let's go back to the thieves here. The first phantom thief you meet. Your favorite character, top to bottom. No. Best character in the game. You're lying. You are not a fan of Ryuji. I'm not a fan of Ryuji. He is... But he is, he's such a, he's not a stock anime character, but he's close. Yeah. He is that, like... I mean, I feel like, like that's a lot, a lot of what they do in all Persona. They, all the time. Yeah. yeah but, um, yeah, he is pretty stock. Yeah. But he is... He's a loud delinquent, is what he is. And your bro. Yeah. And, like, as soon as you help him the first time... Yeah. You, got, you are friends for life, and there is no getting away from that. No, there's not, <laughs> goddammit. Because Jeremy apparently tried. <laughs> Even though Ryuji is a very good damage dealer and is also very handy with lightning magics. He's very useful. I know, I just put lightning on all mine. 
Yeah, but fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. You can get around not using a character in Persona if you don't like them. It's true. Um, so I actually didn't experience much of Ryuji's mark, uh, arc because right. I only got him to Confidant rank 2. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sean, why don't you tell me a little about a little bit about him? Uh, a little bit about Chaboy. No, I'm not saying he was my favorite character oh, either. Oh, he's your boy way more than he's my boy. That is definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> definitely true. A lot of it has to do with his pro- his inability to process expectation and yeah. rebelling against the idea that he has too much responsibility. Yeah. But when he has, essentially, a lot of his arc does tie into that track, the track team shutting down because he confronts Kanashida, and then yeah. all of that sort of stuff happens, right? Yeah. So it's a lot of him rebuilding and then finding, so that, I suppose that moment on, which is the one where he runs, is that on the ship palace? Yeah, it's it's the the last regular It's the palace. Shido palace. Yeah. Yeah. So that has way more meaning to me than it will for you because through his arc he starts to rediscover the joy of things that he used to love Mm -hmm. like he Mm -hmm. breaks through that and starts to he starts to run again yeah and he starts finding pleasure in the things that he used to so he starts opening and he starts calming down and that sort of stuff and that is essentially where i was with ryuji when i got to that part in the ship where he decides that he could make it in a sprint yeah so it's just like he just restarted and he's refining and that's where his confidence comes from is that yeah so that's why he is more willing to do it in my story. Yeah. Whereas with yours, it seemingly came out of nowhere. It's just like, well, I, I used mean, to be I on knew, track, so I I'm going to run now. I he used to be on track. Yeah. Right? And then he keeps on inviting me out to train with him. And I'm like, no, go away. It's really good strength training. <laughs> it is really good strength training. Yeah, I know. But I'm like, no, go away. I don't want to deal with you. Go but, away. I hate you. But that was that was what my story was. was it, yeah. it was actually quite interesting. Yeah, it was. It's worth it. You well, you the, have the, to get through the, the first is, even, couple. Even though I don't like interacting with him as a character, I have no doubt that the character's done well. Yeah. Oh yeah, he is. Um, mostly, I was not interested in the beginning, and then more interesting things came up for me. Okay. That I wanted to deal with, right? Yeah. Because I wanted to get my stats up first. That's totally fair. Uh. So and then he was just never that interesting to me, and then. What, at the time where the game started opening up for you to really have options to see people. Go to, going to movies and all of that other junk, yeah. Yeah. At that point, he had already done a bunch of stupid story stuff that I was pissed off at. <laughs> see, and that's where, with me, it's like, I'm going to level some stats, but the best way to level this one's with Ryuji. I'm going to go do it. Mm-hmm. And so I was pushing his story along. So the stupid stuff, it was more, for me, it was more like, a, ugh, Ryuji, that's so you. <laughs> Whereas for you, it's just like... I was like, shut up. <laughs> Yeah. Like, of course somebody's going to hear you. You yell everything. (laughs) Covert. It's a covert group. We're literally in a cafeteria. Stop talking. Shut your mouth hole. (laughs) My character threw shade at him so much. Yeah. Like, every opportunity, I was just like, fuck off. I was the the understanding with the occasional, like, dude, you, no. (laughs) 
And it worked really well because yeah. he really did. He would kind of get that chagrined, but he knew it was okay. Whereas yeah. with you two, it was more of like, we were the first people we talked to and we're in this together, but we're in this together until this is over. And then I don't have to deal with this anymore. Yeah. And the final, in the final scene, uh, like after the credits, like in the van. Yeah. I was like, why is he here? <laughs> Anything else you want to say about him? Cause I'm just going to keep on railing on him. No, 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 I like I'm comfortable. Okay. We had different experiences with Ryuji. Yeah. It's very, very straightforward. Uh, I'm interested in his Japanese. For the record, both of us played with English uh, yes. voiceover, yes. which is spectacular. If you are looking for, it if you're picking between the two, I think you can't good. make a bad choice. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see, hear what he would be like in Japanese. Yeah. I wonder if it would be different. Yeah, probably a little bit. Yeah. Maybe a little less grading. Maybe. I tend, I tend to find that Japanese voice acting is less grading on me. Part of it may have also been I had a friend or two like that in high school. Ah. So it was just like, ah, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, I get yeah. that. I get that. Uh, so the second character of the Phantom Thieves is actually the mascot character. And they did such a fantastic job. 100% number one mascot character I've ever played a game with. Yeah. Legitimate. Morgana slash Mona is awesome so good i love this character <laughs> yeah and the like the the voice actor did such a good job of mixing in like cat noises into just their sound effects and their dialogue stop treating me like a cat i'm not a cat i'm a human mm. Mm, pet me <laughs> <laughs> no stop mm. <laughs> yeah not a cat i'm a human Okay, Morgana. Yeah, you keep telling us that. Yeah. Those weird dreams where you keep having shadow face. Yeah. It might be a shadow. It might be a shadow. <laughs> um, you know, and, and the, the nice thing is the pacing about the mystery of Morgana. Yeah. Because everyone's like, this is weird. What's up with that? Um, and even though explicitly in the narrative, all the characters are like, I don't know, who really cares? It's Mona, it's important to Mona the entire time. Yeah, and then you have those little conversations where it's just Mona and Joker yeah. in their room at night yeah. where Mona will just, like, pot Joker a little bit and then you'll talk yep. just about Mona's worries and fears and, like, what if I'm not a human? And then you have to decide whether you, you're like, no, you're look, you're, you're a cat. Yeah, you also, are. Mona is the support character. Yeah. Which is amazing to get as one of your first characters. Yes. That was lovely. Yeah. Hey, you getting lots of status effects on you? Don't worry about it. You've got Mona. Yep. Hey, you're taking a lot of damage? Don't worry about it. You got Mona. Yeah. So good. It really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Because items... They're not too expensive. Like it, the the item system is incredibly well balanced, yeah. which is to be expected in an RPG of this caliber. But yeah. they are expensive enough that early you could struggle, especially on higher difficulty levels. Well, with especially if you're not paying attention to the cost of what for what. Yeah. So if anybody's playing this game and having a really hard time and they need some healing items, my suggestion is only buy from the school cafeteria. Yeah, they're um, great. Yeah, it is the cheapest that yep. you can get. And uh, on Fridays, they have a special item. Oh, man, that item. And that bang for buck... Buy that item. ...is amazing. Even if you don't think you need it, yeah, just buy just it. Just buy it. It's cheap, and it's great. Yeah. Um, it heals a status effect, and it heals 50 HP. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah. Uh, basically, you're getting 10 HP for, I think, 30 yen. 
or something like that, which once you look at the other cost things is so much better. The next closest one is double the cost. Like uh, at a certain point, you are going to go to Takemi. Yeah. And you when once you've leveled her to a point, mm-hmm. you are going to start buying like heal all hundred yeah. or that sort of stuff, and that's going to cost you. Yeah. So get prepared for that. Yeah. But bang for your buck, yeah, definitely the school, the school shop. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But back to Morgana. Great. Uh, yeah, super good arc, and again, one, uh, one of the few characters that consistently is going through any playthrough you get because the arc is automated. Yep. One of the very few ones, but consistently through every single game, you're going to have a good experience with. Yeah. Um, because if minus you don't, that fourth act where it's just yeah, the fourth act is, for is kind of dumb. But yeah. that's more that was for a like it was for a purpose. That was for a macro plot reason. Yeah. Not the micro plot for Morgana. Right. Um, which is why it kind of seems out of place. It does. But um, because so much of the macro plot of the whole game yeah. is tied into Morgana. And yep. Joker together. Yep. Yeah, I mean, pretty much always around you. Yeah. Pretty much always around you. And nothing is solved. Not everything is solved until literally after you've beaten the final boss. Yeah. With with that with Morgana. Yep. So you never lose urgency with, with Morgana. No. Um Super handy during tests. Yep. Makes you feel good about stuff. Yeah. It's that pat on the shoulder whenever you do something. Yeah, it's real nice. Yeah. You have fun conversations about tuna belly. Yeah. Oh, I felt like uh, working at that flower shop really helped you understand kindness a bit more, Joker. Yeah. Thanks, Mona. Yeah. Tiny cat high five. Psh. Yeah. If I had a cat, I wish it would be like Morgana. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No. And he's also a van. Also a van. <laughs> Also helps you travel faster. Like, d- d- let's not forget, Motovan. Motovan. Super useful. Yep. Super useful. He's part of part of this his uh, extra attack. Yeah. The follow up <laughs> attack he has. He turns into a van and runs somebody over. Which is really good. Yeah. And hilarious. It's super good. Uh, and he has a good amount of SP. Yeah, he does. Which means longer dungeon delves. Yep. Which is very useful because you don't really get a second support character till. Well, and sort you, of, and has some start support. prepping her for support. Yeah, I didn't, <laughs> but yeah, you can. <laughs> you might need to. Yeah, on a second playthrough. Yeah, yeah. Well, probably not because I'll do new game plus, and then I'll just use my level seventy throne persona. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that'll, that'll get me through the majority of the game, I feel. Probably, yeah. yeah. Uh, Anything else you want to say about the cat? I'm just... I cannot say how impressed I am that they made a mascot character engaging. Yeah. And they did not give the mascot character irritating voice acting. No. Again, we did it in English. Maybe yeah. the Japanese character is silly. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm assuming it's probably pretty similar. Yeah. So At the very least, the lines will never get... Because yeah. it's a grounded mascot character. It is. Which is super weird. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Anne Tamaki. Okay. How do you feel about Anne? She was fine. Yeah, I feel the same way. I like. I used her a lot. Yeah, I really liked Carmen. Yeah. Her, her persona was very useful. Yeah. Um. Also, she's the first character that gets 
uh, amps to damage. Yep. So she can become a wrecking ball. Yeah, and she does. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, super good. But yeah, no, like, she was... She was fine character-wise. It was interesting enough, mm-hmm. but nothing to where I was like, oh, man, i got to spend more time with On. Yeah, it was kind of like, okay, well, it's either On or Luigi, so I'll hang out with On. <laughs> Whereas I split time. Yeah. 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 But we uh, hang I did, out some. I did finish her. I got her all the way to 10. Nice. Yeah. So I guess for people who are interested in what her arc is, she goes from, like, a vapid pretty girl who hates how fake people are. Yep. Um, to a a person who is really motivated to succeed so that other people can be inspired. Yeah. Because she was inspired. Um, and she wants to be that to other people. Yeah. Um, and, and she is, uh, especially in the Kamishida arc, uh, she's a very central character. Yes. Uh, very important. And I... I like her motivation never really wanes from one side or the other. One of the things I really hated about Luigi is that he was like, oh, we're famous. This is great. And I was like, no, shut up. It's not what this is about. Yeah, but he wanted it to because he wants something and recognition for all the work he's putting in because he didn't get it before. Mm-hmm. I'd Like I said, I don't. I don't care if his character has reasons for acting like that. I still hate it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think... I can't remember if I got her to 10 or not. Again, Jeremy having finished it yesterday, yeah. I finished it in the middle of May. Yeah. So I've got a bit more haze on my remembering of yeah, everything I, I did. But I don't want to go too into detail, but I've her, her arc had a satisfying end. It was just a never really enthralling arc to me. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It was the weird... Here's a way to tell if you finished it or not. What's her persona change into at rank 10? I don't remember any of them. Uh, it's that Hakare. Well. Yes, no, you probably did I don't didn't. think I finished you that one. You probably didn't. Or um, I did right near the end, and yeah. I didn't experience a lot. Because yeah. that happened with a couple of them where it's just like, oh, level 10, yay! Yeah. Uh, uh, right. Van, yay! Yeah. Yay! <laughs> um, so, I don't really have much to say about her. She's a fine character. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she particularly adds a lot for me, but I could definitely see people connecting with her on a very deep level. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I liked the friend triangle. Yeah. Ryuji on and, and Joker. Yeah. I liked it. Yeah. Especially because that formed the core of the group for such a long time. Yeah. Where it's just like, okay, yeah, I get yeah. this. Yeah. Once you start doing good in school, they both say that you betrayed them. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,. You know, I like I said, I, it's not a character that I found super interesting, but I could definitely see the hooks for some people. And I also was never bothered by her. No, when never. she was when she was like, "Hey, we should hang out today," I'd be like, "Yeah, we haven't sure. hung out for a while. Yeah. Let's go to somewhere, yeah. Shibuya. Um, Great." And for everybody, Anne is the uh, half hot, a, the, the half American blonde. Yeah, she's the hot character in the game. Yep, the, it's the game that people are like the designers put in more sexist comments about her. Because, one, that's part of her arc. Yep, it is. Uh, it's, and, and, I appreciated that a lot, where the yeah. fact that it was actually like, yeah. oh, it's grounded in something. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, and two, she is always referred to by everyone else as very pretty. Always. So she's the pretty girl also. Yep. But neither of our waifus. No, apparently. Nope. 
<laughs> you don't know mine yet. No, I don't. Uh, okay, after Anne, where do we want to go? Oh, we got to go to Yusuke next. Yusuke? Perhaps the funnest, weird character in the <laughs> game. I loved Yusuke. I, w- I was on the fence about him for so long. And then I just I just embraced it. Yeah. Which I think you, you have to do. Yeah. As long as it... In the English, it helps that it is Matthew Mercer. Yeah. So it's just like, okay... I already have a connection here. Mm-hmm. I really like this voice actor. Yeah. Okay. You're really weird. He's this super is, weird. This is kind of strange. But then once you get to the planetarium with uh, Mishima. Yeah. And it's like, there's this really weird guy. And yeah. then it turns out, I'm like, it's going to be Yusuke. Yeah. It's, it's, it has to be Yusuke. It's going to be him. And it is. And it totally is. I'm like, it yep. Is. Okay. We're going to hang out more. <laughs> uh, so Yusuke is an artist. He paints. Yeah. He's like a prodigy. Yeah. He's a, a very good artist. Yeah. Uh, and very enigmatic. And very enigmatic. Basically, all he thinks about is art. And when he's observing stuff, he's thinking about it in terms of art. Yep. Um, and specifically through painting. Yes. Um, so be prepared for a lot of imagery and poetry in the types that of uh, way he speaks. Yep. Um, if you happen to have studied art history ever, yeah. it's really handy. It is. I did. Yeah. And I'm like, I know all this stuff you're talking about. Good. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I think he's a, he's also a character a lot of people get attached to because he's the most uh, romantic with a capital R character in the game. Yes. Um, so agony for the sake of agony, basically. Yep. And not agony as in I'm being stabbed a thousand times. Agony as in I don't know what to do right now. Um, lots of existential. Artist. Rights. He is an artist. Yeah. Think stereotypical artist. artist. Yes. I also, I really liked his arc. I liked where we started with Matarame. Yeah. I liked the fact that he had to process that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. I liked when he randomly showed up in Hawaii for seemingly no reason and everyone was like, why what? are you here? And he was like, it was raining in the place we were supposed to go. <laughs> so now we stopped here. Now we stopped here. So I guess we can hang out then, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I also like how that implies he hates everybody at his school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like um, Yusuke a lot. Yeah, no, he's fun. And it's also, he's one of the few characters whose animation I would watch all the time. Because he's so dramatic in combat. He poses. He poses all, all the, the time. time. And they're dramatic. <laughs> it's great. His finishing pose yeah. when you get the placard. Oh, I love all yeah. the placards. Oh, the placards I didn't, are I didn't find one that I really didn't like. Once we go through all the all the thieves, we should say which placard is our favorite. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As we're already at half an hour. I mean, this is yeah. going to be a long one. Oh, it is. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about Yusuke? I don't think so. I think a few notes on his arc are basically he starts from a place where he's trying to depict beauty, and he goes from that place to realizing, oh... I should depict the human condition, which is both beautiful and ugly. Yeah. Um, so it's really a, it is an arc of a maturing artist, yeah. really. And they've done it very well. Yeah. The Even with the dealer slash manager. Yeah. Yeah. Adding that sort of thing in where he has a conundrum, something mm-hmm. that's based in what he wants, but he doesn't know. Yusuke always has a problem. Sometimes he's making it himself and sometimes it comes to him. Yep. Um, uh, but it's never... His angst, he never throws his angst at you. Oh, no, never. Which is what makes it work. If it was a person who threw all their angst at you, I don't think it would be in it as engaging a character. No, you have to go to him to help. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's just like, here's all the things that are going on. Yeah. Anyway, do you want to go do this? It's like, but we could. We do could, you want to? Do you want to talk about that? I could. I could help with I, that. Do you want to help? I I'll help you. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Also, he is the first real hybrid character you get. Yep. Um. So he qu- he quickly became a mainstay in my party. Oh yeah, I used him a lot. Yeah. And not just because he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. All right. After Yusuke, it's Makoto. Yeah. Makoto is a badass. Yeah. Um, when you when Makoto first awakes to her persona, I was like, "This might be my waifu because yeah. this is awesome." Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "She does nuclear damage, metal." <laughs> yep. Because she just has a motorcycle. Yeah, that's her and persona. And it's all metal, and yeah. it's all awesome. It's super good. Yeah. But she's also the younger sister of who you think is an antagonist for most of the game. Yep. Uh, she is something of an antagonist being used by the principal of the school to yep. you when it first starts out. Yep. And she's she's the sort of like initial antagonist that becomes part of the party. Yeah. Um, which is a trope in a lot of JRPGs. It happens, uh, but it's not as it's not as heavy handed as it is in most ones. Well, and she's not a willing like I'm bad. No, she's oh, not I a come willing to the participant. Light. It's the oh, this is what this is, and uh, I have oh, to. Adults are an authority, and I should be listening to them because yeah. they clearly have my best interests in heart. <clears throat> and then you get a motorcycle. And then you get a motorcycle, and you're a badass. Uh, she never left my party. I would occasionally sub her out if I was fighting a lot of things that were immune to nuclear. Yep, fair. That was the only time Here's she would Here's the thing. Leave. I made her mostly support. Ah, uh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so she was my mostly sec- support for me. My secondary support we haven't talked about yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as far as art goes, I did max her out. Yep. She is not my waifu. Fair enough. Yeah. Um... And, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's fairly standard. It's, yeah. uh, the prim and proper dutiful student Yep. who slowly learns to see things from different perspectives and maybe step outside that box a little bit yeah. and figure out what she wants, and which then start, I think is a really relevant arc. And then looking out for somebody else who she sees going down a destructive path. Yeah. Cause once she starts to see it within herself, she yeah. starts seeing it in other people yeah. and she wants to help. Yeah. Um, so it, it's fairly standard. I didn't find it super interesting again. But again, I think there's tons of hooks for people. Tons. Tons of hooks for people. And I was never like, oh, this is boring. And I loved having her in my party. And I loved having her in scenes. Yep. Um, by the time you get her, you need somebody like that. Oh, yeah. In you the def- party. You need balance. You, and need, look- you need somebody to be the voice of rationality. Yeah. And Mac does that yeah. to a T. <laughs> yeah. And it uh, never gets annoying. No. She's not one of those, we have to do this, guys. Come on. She's not a paladin. No. She's not a paladin. Good there for now? Yeah, for now. Yeah. So, Futaba? Yeah, Futaba. Uh, so, Futaba is Sojiro's adopted daughter. Yep. And therefore, kind of your stepsister. Yep. And weirdly support. Yeah. Like a weird support. Yeah, she doesn't... She's always technically on the field. But never under your control. Never under your control and cannot be targeted by enemies. Which is nice. Yes. And you can give her gear yeah. to level her stuff, which is nice. Yeah, to make her stats Boost better. Boost and stuff, I yeah. gave her extra luck and magic. 
Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't I? <laughs> That's literally what she needs. Yeah. Um, so, I really liked Futaba. Yeah. I thought, one, the arc that introduces her is not something that is explored in video games very much. Nope. And it was suitably dark. Yeah, it was very good. And it also, she was not saved. She saved herself in the end. Yep. Um, which I think was super important. Yeah, it really was. Um, and, and even then, like, she's an agoraphobic. Yep. Uh, and basically all her me- your meetings with her after are about her trying to combat that. Because she finds you, as Joker, reassuring, yep. or as uh, somebody that who could help her get over it. Yeah. Because you're a rock to yeah. her. Yeah, you are You are you stability. stability. Personified in a sweet coat. Yeah. Which you always have. Yeah, that's a great coat. That is a great coat. Um, <laughs> no, and she she's so smart, but so oblivious. Yep. And it works perfectly. Yeah, it really does. Um and and she's she's so sweet about things. Futaba's the only character in the entire game where I was like, oh you <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah. And then I also liked once she became a part of the group where randomly she would just be in the cafe as well. Yeah. So you could just go say hey. Yep. And talk a little bit. And then every once in a while she's just like, we should go play a weird retro game system. Like, yeah. Yes. Yes, we Not should. Not only will that level me, but it will level you as well. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, uh, I feel like Futaba is the person that I would most likely be friends with in the real world. Probably. And I, I always love the weirdo. Yeah, fair. I love I love the weirdo who just thinks a little bit different. Yeah. And completely different weirdo than Yusuke. Yeah, completely different. Completely different. And I love how they clashed. Yeah. Yeah, they hate each other. <laughs> yeah. For so much of the game. It's so fun. Yeah. Um, no, I really like, really like Futaba. Yeah. Yeah. Also, her, her abilities are so useful. They really are. Yeah. I wish... You had more control over them, mm-hmm. but I liked that randomness at the same time. Well, like, when I was fighting Shido, I got her super booster three turns in a row. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I annihilated Shido. Yeah, that would have been fast. Yeah, I was just like, you're so dead. <laughs> Triple damage every turn. Uh, yeah, it was great. That would have been wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything yeah. else to say about her? Uh... Oh, she plays it pretty heavily into uh, Sojiro's arc as well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I liked the way that was tied together. Yeah. That, um, there's one thing I noticed in this game, um, more than I noticed in Persona 4, but I never got all the way through Persona 4, um, is that there's a lot more interconnectedity within the main cast. Yes. Yeah. There definitely is. Yeah. Which is really quite nice. Yes. I liked the design of Futaba a lot. Yeah, no, it was really good. Especially her... Her metaverse. Yeah. Like her weird Tron Tron suit. suit, Where it's just like... The Tron suit with like night vision goggles. This is completely different from everybody else, but that fits you so well. I know. It was like this... Everyone else is so stylish, and you're just like this weird... Tron geek. Tron geek. I was like, yes! (laughs) Tron geek. So good. Um, Uh, Okay, so... Haru. Haru. Yep. Uh, I never really met with Haru very much. Okay. Uh, And that's because she comes into your game pretty late. Yeah, she's very like she's Act Four. Yeah, the stuff that we keep complaining, complaining, quote unquote, yeah. the the stuff that kind of felt a little out of place yeah. is introducing Haru. Yeah, um, and it's not the character's fault. No, uh, that, that's a little wonky. Sweet, shy, heiress. Yep, 
So she's the heir to a food conglomerate, yep. basically, whose life is being planned out for her, yeah. and she doesn't want that. Yep. But she doesn't know how to say it until she meets up with the Phantom Thieves. Yep. There, that's her, where basically we, where her Where we teach her how to be foolish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bringing it back. Well, I wish we had a button that just had the song on it. Dun, so we dun, could... dun. <laughs> I mean, you could just make a button noise and I can do the song. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about her. I don't know if you went... I didn't get all that deep with Haru either, just because she did come in so late. Yeah, I feel and like... And I was focusing real hard on getting a few of the other ones up at that point. Yeah. I feel like you have to be waiting for Haru, and then just every chance you get, yeah. go for Haru. I did spend some time gardening with her, though. Like, yeah. I would go to the roof of the school just to hang out and garden to get material and that sort of stuff. And yeah. then we would, like, she would phone on occasion, and whenever she did, yeah. I always tried to go see her just to get her leveled up a little bit, because I did prime her as a support, a secondary gotcha. support to back up Mona. And the other thing that's so, nice about Haru is she is another hybrid character, Yeah, but she's not hybrid in the way you think she is. She's good with guns. Yeah. Which is so weird, but yeah. it works. It's super good. It's super useful in late palaces, too, because yeah. there are some very gun-heavy fights. Yep. Yep. So that's Haru. Yeah. Neither of us are super invested in her, but she's definitely on my list of people to check out in my new game plus. Yeah. Like 100%, because I think her arc will be very interesting. Yeah, I want to know more about what happens with the whole fiancé, yeah. not fiancé thing. Yeah, and exactly. All of that sort of stuff. Yeah. I want to know more, but I just, I ran out of time. Yep. Because there's only so much time. Game, there's only so much time. Yeah. You can't do everything in one playthrough. So now, I suppose we have to talk about Akechi Goro here, because he is technically in the Sei Palace as yeah. a Phantom Thief. Yeah, he is, he's actually your main adversary for a lot of the game. Yep. So, spoiler. Well, that's what this is. <laughs> Spoilers! Uh, when he's in your party, he's great. Yeah, he's useful. He's super useful. Uh, he gets an attack boost at the beginning of every fight. Yeah, which is really great until you have to fight him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I actually wish they had delved a little... I wish he had been in the party a little bit more. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like you couldn't really delve into his stuff as much. And, like, by the time it all comes to a head in that final normal palace and everything sort of comes out about why he is the way he is it all makes sense but I wish I could have sunk my teeth into it more yeah that's fair a lot of it is the aloof because he is he's a student detective and yeah. he's all super popular on TV and he's like oh the phantom thieves no they don't know we'll catch them it's fine blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. so to have him longer than what we did would have been weird well I think it I think because they usually release different versions of the game I would love a version where he doesn't die where he dies fair yeah and that you can optionally re-recruit him and bring him in for the last yeah run. And, and like maybe have a couple conversations about like where he was yeah go to the cafe yeah or the baths or hang out at the oh baths oh man the baths with <laughs> that would be awesome right yeah yeah, so that's something that I would be interested in. Yeah. I do think he is a very interesting character. But it, you're right. The, his, You don't get the same sense of investment because he always feels like an antagonist. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, we're, we're doing this because we have to, and then he's going to make us retire. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Does it feel glorious when you hoodwink him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's, that's pretty wonderful. Yeah. That 20-some minute cutscene? Yeah. Uh, so I was playing... When that happened, Sean, 
uh, it was 11.50. And I was like, okay, perfect. I finished this. I can save. Wrong. Stayed up till 1 a.m. dealing with the aftermath of that. Yep. Cause so my suggestion to everybody, don't finish a palace when you know you have to go to bed. Yeah. Never, just, finish, a path, never finish a palace at bedtime. Or if you have somewhere to be. Yep. Don't just do it. Don't do it. Just wait another time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, PlayStations have standby mode. Yeah. Just put it on standby. Put it on sleep. Just put it on sleep. Just go. Go do away. Because you are. The, you finish that palace and then you've got cutscene. Cutscene. Three minutes. Cutscene. 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 Yeah. Two minutes. Cutscene. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I can't. But I can't. I just need to. No. I mean, it's all great stuff. But yeah, this is super interesting. It's all engaging. It's, it's beautifully animated. Yeah. Uh, it's 2.30 in the morning, though. Yeah. Okay, so that's all the Phantom Thieves. Yes. Do we want to talk about palaces? I think palaces. I think we should. Okay. And maybe because we have, we are at 46 minutes in our second half. Okay. I don't, like, I have a list of all of the other minor NPCs. Yeah. Not all the, like, I didn't do the weird guys in Shibuya or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, a bunch of the other ones, maybe we just pick a few that we really like. Sure. To talk about. Yeah. And we should talk about the palaces and then any other, like, middling things. Gotcha. So let's try and do a rapid-fire palace. Okay. So the first one... Kamashita. Kamashita is in a castle. Lust. Lust is the sin that's associated with him. Yeah. Um, and it's a really believable first arc. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very grounded. It's very good. His uh, character design of his other self is hilarious. It is. I love that character design. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. he turns into a weird yeah. tongue Purple monster. tongue monster. It's just drinking up ladies. Yep. I mean, it's it perfectly sets the tone for the game because he's in a position of power and he is. I think he takes advantage of it almost the most of anyone in the in the game, in terms of like personal gain. Madarame though. Well, Madarame's all money though, and, per, and personal gain because it's all for his fame. I and guess that's his true. Money. He's, he's money and ego. Yeah. Whereas Kamashido is all desire. Yeah. But it it sort of it lets you know right away that you're going to be dealing with some heavier stuff in this game, and it's going to be weird. Yeah, yeah. If you're not down for Japanese weird, yeah. don't play Persona Five. Nope. Although if you've listened this far, you've already played Persona Five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, things in the first palace: slavery. Yep. Implied rape. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Implied is. Yeah. A stretch, almost. Yeah. It's yeah. It's pretty obvious. Yep. And tons of sexual harassment. Tons. Tons. If not assault. Yeah. At a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the beginning of the game, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's dark. Yeah. Then it's Madarame. Then it's Madarame, which is, again, wealth and ego. Yeah. Taking advantage of those you're supposed to be protecting, um, which is in the similar vein as, as Kamishido. And it's an art gallery. It's like a, a museum. Yeah, a museum. Art gallery. Yeah. The palace doesn't stick out to me that much. No, Be, but mostly because Yusuke's and Madarame's arc together is so good. Yeah, uh, you don't you don't need the palace as much. It's so hyper focused on the two of them uh, for that entire section. But I didn't like. I enjoyed the palace. This oh, yeah. wasn't a palace that I was like, Ugh, I just have to. It okay, wasn't let's get through it. Yeah, yeah. I did. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Kanashiro would be next. Yes, the gangster bank. Yep, the flying bank. Flying bank. I really like that arc. Yeah. I thought it was a fun palace, too. It was a fun palace. Yeah. Um, it was twisty-turny enough to be a little confusing at times, but not so much that it got irritating. Right. Uh, which is a difficult balance to strike. Yeah. 
And it was also, I think, the first palace that you could just run all the way through. If you wanted. Yeah. Which on easy, I could. You could. Don't try that on moderate. Yeah. Or, I mean, or the, hard. the reason why I played easy was that I didn't want palaces to slow down my game. Yeah. And you were in it for the story. It's yep. a narrative play. Yep. I get it. Yep. By the way, there is a level below casual if people really want to play it. Yeah. Um, I mean, below easy. Uh, if you want to play it. But honestly, easy was easy. So Yeah, exactly. Although you do have a JRPG experience. Yeah, yeah like you, you As we established in the first segment as well. Yeah. There's an RPG angle. Yeah. So. Uh, Futaba is next. My favorite palace. Yeah, so good. I adored this palace. Super good. Pyramid. Pyramid, yeah. And a and weird also, desert and town. And, yeah, and different than any other palace in the game. Yeah. It was like, so in the, interesting. In the best way. It was um, so good. Basically, Futaba has her own palace and asks you to steal to steal her heart. Yep. Um, and is it's it's half you discovering things and half her coming to terms coming with things. Coming to terms with things and, and dealing with guilt. Yeah. Misplaced guilt, largely. Yeah. Yep. But it's guilt and growing as a person to start growing and out of and realizing that even if you think one way and you see things one way it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's actions were meant in that way yeah it was that was that is the that, highest point. that palace made me cry yep um because of some personal experiences i've had with people fair so i had very personal connections to that and also it's maybe the best written yeah it's yeah, you could also tell super touching. Somebody really cared about that. Yeah, probably more than probably like half the team cared about that. Yep. I was really worried when it first came up. I was like, oh, okay, there. This I get the scenario here, and it's probably going to be offensive. But it wasn't. It was Not done. At all. It, it was, was done really well. Yeah. Like, it was great. like hats off. It was incredibly hard to be crying and then also watching that amazing escape scene with the van. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah. I'm so sad, but this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. But I'm so sad. And like the, the thing, I don't even want to talk about it that much because I really want people to... Even in a spoiler cast, yeah. if somebody was just like, eh, I won't get to it for a while. Yeah. This is one that yeah. I'd rather people saw. <laughs> yeah. No, like, if even if you don't, if you start playing Persona and you don't like it that much, get to Fatapa's Palace. Yep. I mean, I'm, Although we are asking for like a 45 to yeah. 50 hour. But it's worth it. It is. It's worth it. Like I could, that there are some games that are the length of Futaba's Palace that you would buy for full price. Yeah, probably. So I'm telling you it's worth it. It definitely is. Yeah. Those like the villages and stuff. Yeah. Like having to track and figure out maps from yeah. a top down tactical perspective. Yeah. Brilliant Palace. Super good. Uh, and that was followed by Okumura. Yes. Which is... The Spaceport. Space yeah. I didn't really like this palace. Me neither. Yeah. I found this one frustrating. I didn't find it frustrating. I just kind of found it boring. Uh, I found it frustrating in the sense that I felt like I had gone through areas so many times already. And yeah. it's just like, I have to go back here again. I have to switch that button to go through this side to go over here to then yeah, it oh is, look it is they the palace with the most first with the well two things that happen in this palace one enemies respawn a lot faster sure do two uh it is the palace that has the most backtracking so far tons yeah and it's a convoluted map yeah it is a convoluted where map. everything looks the same and if you stumble into the wrong place all of a sudden you're in another and again 
I don't know how long it would take on easy, but on yeah. moderate, some of those fights just with basic guys would take 15 minutes yeah. because they play delay. It's like, okay, I get this. I know how to break delay, yeah. but I have to put the time in. No, as long, just as, trying as, to long save. as I ambushed people, I was through fights very quickly. Ah, no, it didn't even matter. You yeah. ambush, and then you they would yeah. launch into delay, and they'd delay half your party, and then this part yeah. would... And it's just like, ugh, no. Yeah. So... <laughs> Still an I'm, interesting story. Also, I feel like it just did not live up to Futaba's Palace. Well, and that... Is that the main problem with Akumura's palace? Because yeah. the Haru Akumura with her father and the fiancé thing, that like, it's, it's an interesting, interesting arc. It's all interesting. But coming off of that, the pyramid, like... How much emotion do you have left to give at that point, right? And especially with how frustrated I am by having to backtrack through endless repetitive corridors of yeah. random robots. Yeah. Like, hey, sweet, I'm in the factory now. Guess I'll go play with those switches to switch that thing so I could go over there to that switch. You're like, how am I supposed to break these things? I can't punch them. Oh, I have to go over here and make them go faster? Yeah. Yeah. If there's one palace that I would say, just look up a walkthrough, it would be that one. Yeah. Um, Get through the Akumaro one as fast as you can, because then after that, you're into Seis. Which is amazing. The casino's so cool. It's so good. The design is brilliant. Yeah. And it's after you get out of the Akumara one, and yeah. that's something that almost in design, they're like, okay, we have to do something like the Spaceport one. After the pyramid, it's just, that's going to be really drab. Yeah. Casino. Color just, everywhere. Like, it's Vegas. And go. Macau. It probably go. has the best uh, palace song. Yeah. That palace song is awesome. It's so good. I stood there for a while, just being like, yeah, <laughs> jam yeah. out to this. It's so good. Yeah. And then you have to rig games and yeah, things, yeah. and it's just no. Yeah. It's that's a really clever design. It I is. I like that one a it lot. It was super good. It's actually I feel like space wise one of the smaller palaces. Yeah, but it's just what you have to do in it. Even the backtracking in that one didn't feel as egregious as Akumara's. Well, and the other thing is you can actually avoid a lot of enemies in that one. You sure can. So even when you're backtracking and they've respawned. Then you're fine. You can just avoid the ones you Slip don't want. Slip past those other slot machines. Yep. Hey, maybe that one's got the item again. I'll try and get that item back. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Yeah. Then it was Shido, the right, cruise so ship. This is like the final normal palace. Yep. Um, I hated this palace. Really? Well, the thing for me is that it, everything was going at a really good clip, and then the final palace is the first palace where... Most of the enemies had no weakness. Yep. And that just slowed everything down for me. Yeah. Um, which I understand is how the game was designed. And, like, on a moderate, it probably wouldn't have been such a big difference. It wasn't really. Shock. Um, but, like, I was like, uh, why? You no, know it worked real well on that. What? Tempo. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had all the bat- baton passes and stuff, and, like,. Yeah. As, like, it was just irritating because of the pace I had been at. It's on easy from the sounds of it. It would be completely different. Plus, you had to bounce out Yeah, multiple times. You had to. Did I? Twice. When? Uh, at the breaks. They had to kick you back out so you could get... There were walls where you had to then go back to change for the ship because it's the country, right? I don't think I had to. Oh, okay. I think I had to leave once, but that's always the case. You go in the initial infiltration. Yeah. And you get to a point and it kicks you out. But I did everything else in one go. Mm. 
That yeah. might change on your, if you go higher up. Maybe. If I'm remembering. Again, I'm months out. Yeah. So the, I might be remembering something different, the but I remember is, the ship was is that that, more. that palace has a path that you need to take that you can just completely miss, and it gives you no hints on where it is. Yeah. You have to suss that one out. Yeah. Which I kind of appreciated after... Yeah, I mean, it's... It's I I liked bad. Shido more than I liked Akumura. I like Akumura Sh- was I like Shido favorite. more than Akumura too. So, like I did like it more than that, but I also was like, okay, each each puzzle in this, like in between each mini boss that you had to do, yep, in Shido's palace, there was a puzzle that was like I have to open these doors and go around, right? Yep. But for me, I looked at the map and I was like, okay, I know generally where I need to go already once I know which doors are locked, and then it's just like 30 or 45 minutes of me doing the thing I need to do. And for me, that's just, I was, I was like, okay, the battles are taking longer. These puzzles aren't interesting to me. (laughs) I was, I was, I didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy it. It wasn't as boring as like Omakura's. Yeah. But I I didn't enjoy it as much. What about you? I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I did like the boss, the boss fight I liked. The boss in that one was very good. I liked the design. I liked the ship. I liked that it was that different where it was, okay, this is completely weird. Um, And I didn't, it wasn't that much of a difference. It was based, I was moving at the same pace as I was in Casino and all of the other stuff because it is just, there is that higher difficulty. So. Yeah. I. Maybe if that had happened to me as well, where I did hit the, oh, wow, everything now is taking that much longer, I might feel the same. But as it was, it felt like a natural progression to me, where it's like, everyone's a little bit more tricky. I have to think about it a little bit more. I'm sure they scaled it for the moderate. Yeah, they did. (coughs) So, there's that. So, if you're playing on easy, just be ready for that to take longer. Yep. Okay, and then you have the depths of mementos. Do we want to talk about mementos as a whole, or... Just skip to the depths. Uh, it's a cool place to level and get stuff. Yeah, you can get personas, you can get items, you can get uh, Money. materials. Yeah. Um, and It's procedurally generated, so every time you go in it's a little bit different. And uh, Mishima, one of the confidants, is connected to it. Yep. So, And actually a lot of confidants, you have to go into mementos to progress their story forward. Because there are many bosses like the people mini who bosses. don't have their own palaces yeah could still be a mini boss in mementos yeah so to solve a confidant story or just you're doing a side thing because somebody posted on the phantom thief forums yeah that they're being bullied you're like all right well we could go do with this yeah my suggestion is well on easy anyways is don't go right away no don't don't go right away wait till you have six requests or something, yep. and then just go through as far as you can go. Stack them, do it, then do a couple of days in mementos. Yeah, and then you're back up. You've got yeah. all the stuff you need. Yeah. Also, if you can wait until you have Kawikama at max, then that will really help. Yep. Yeah, um, but the depths of mementos. I thought it was an interesting palace. Yeah. But I felt like it was just a pause in rising action. Yeah, a little bit. Like, you learn some stuff that you've been suspecting probably for a while, for certain there. Yeah. But the end of the palace is great. The end of the palace basically kicks off the end game. Yeah. And the end game is amazing. The end game is so good. It's super good. It's not It's not a palace. It's 
the world palace. It's basically... It's the blend. It's it's the representation of everyone's desires in the world. Mm-hmm. In this case, Japan. Yep. And Hawaii. And Hawaii. And Hawaii. Um... Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil a lot in it. The puzzles are pretty straightforward. Yeah, the puzzles weren't a difficult. They're not. They're not super difficult. Um, but it is. I'd say the palace that has the biggest level jump. Oh yeah. Um, you better be ready for that. <laughs> yeah, and that's because there are less personas at higher levels, so they've already used all the like regular build up ones. So all that's left is the ones that are all of a sudden level seventy eight. Yep. Uh, or something. So. My suggestion is make sure you pack a lot of SP healing items so you can find those weaknesses and exploit them. Yep. And don't be afraid to just talk it out more often. And use guard. Yep, and use guard. Get used to using guard. Use all the guard. It was actually easier for me in that palace than it was in Shido's palace. I would, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I don't want to say too much about it, mm. but as a culmination of this story... Super good. I don't know that they could have done a better thing. Yeah. that Like, it was brilliant. Yeah. That's... Yeah. Especially after the multiple twists at this point. Oh, man. Yeah. J- just... If you Whew. want us to go through specifically the narrative twists in this, we're going to need another... Hour? Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to do that. Yeah. Because we're, um, we're just trying to talk out, like, what we thought. Yeah. And... But the final final boss, super satisfying. Final cutscene, super satisfying. Yeah. All the characters at this point, super satisfying to me. Yeah, definitely. Do you want to talk about favorite side Some, confidants? Do a couple side... Or just side characters. Because okay. to not talk about Lala Escargot would make me very sad. <laughs> okay, talk about that first. I loved her. She <laughs> okay, was wonderful. go for it. She's a bar owner. Yeah. And you just... You basically go to her bar. That's where you meet uh, Oya. Yeah. The she, I like her more than Oya. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this is a man who dresses in drag. Yes, it's a drag queen. It's a drag queen. Yeah. And it's amazing. She is, but they never really make it anything other than she's just her. Yeah. That's who she is. Yeah. That's what she's doing. Yeah. She runs it's this It's never bar. a thing. No. Nope. Everyone accepts it. Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. Which is very nice, but she's slightly sarcastic. Yeah. You can work for her, and she's like, It's oh, the you best should, job. You should never work for me because you're way too young. By the way, just go in the back, change your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. Okay. And yeah, you can gain almost anything there at a three note. And you get the highest standard wage. Yeah. And yeah. it's a good wage. It's a good wage. It's way better than the beef shop. Yeah. As soon as you are done with the politician, never go back to the noodle shop. <laughs> yeah. There's no point. Speaking of Yoshida, I really liked him. Yeah, he was a good character. Actually, I really liked most of the adult confidants, which we'll just go through super fast here. Sure. So, except for one of them, because I have feelings about them. Uh... Okay. So there's Yoshida, who's a washed-up politician. Yep, who's trying to make his way back. Who's who's trying to make his way back, and for the right reasons. He did politics yep. for the wrong reasons, and now he's trying to do it for the right reasons. And he's come to terms with it, and he's trying his best. Yeah, and he's not trying to hide from his past. And he's one of the very few characters who's like, Hey, I got your back. Specifically you. Your back, I got it. Yeah. Explicitly. It's nice. Yeah. He's... An adult bro, if there ever was one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I As soon as I started talking to him, because I didn't find him for so long. Oh. Because I didn't need to work for money. See, that's what happened to me with uh, Chahaya? Chahaya? Uh, the fortune teller? Fortune teller. Same thing. I didn't... Yeah. I mean, it, it was like, oh, there's a fortune teller. 
I'm like, okay, and I was like, I great. don't care. And whatever. <laughs> yeah. She's not there when it's raining. Yeah. Every time I was there, it seemed to be raining. Like, all right, well, yeah. fine. I never really went deep with her either, but she's on my list of, of people. Okay. But y- Yoshida was great. Yeah. I really liked him. His story's um, interesting, too. Yeah. Because totally. you get a, a sense of what Japanese politics is like. Yeah. And it is very, very, very weird. Also, he raises your charm when you meet him. He sure does. So it's a great thing to go see him. It's a double dip. Yeah. Awai? Sure. I, or Iwe? Yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce The it. gun shop owner. Yep. He has a super interesting arc, too. Yeah. Yeah. He was fine. I He was the last person I maxed out before the end of the game. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I just wish it wasn't so flat at the start. Yeah. Because once I got into that story, I was just yeah. like, oh, okay, this is actually really interesting. Also, Whereas, they set up like a four guts bar in your way. Yeah, they sure do. Which means it's really difficult because it's available very early, but there's nothing you can really do about it because your stats aren't high enough. Yeah, so you need to start renting DVDs. Yeah. Watching all the stuff for guts. <laughs> guts, guts, guts. Gotta watch that X-Files ripoff. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I do want to touch on some of that okay. before we're done. Yeah. Uh, uh, so there's Takemi. Yep. The doctor. She's who, awesome. She's awesome. She has an interesting arc. Yep. Uh, her design is super cool. Yeah. Punk doctor. Yeah. And her abilities are, I would say, necessary. <laughs> yeah. You need to level her. Yeah. If not maxed, close to max. Yeah. Also, she's the death persona, which getting the boosts for those particular personas are very helpful. You really want them. Death persona is so useful, and you will get a lot of them. Yeah. They're everywhere. Yep. And they're one of the few personas that's in early game that just continues to scale all the way into late game. Yep. So level that doctor. Level that doctor. Even if you're not going to use death personas, yeah. you want her healing items. Yeah. You want her full shop. When Once she unlocks the accessories, you can get the invigorate patches. Yep. Which are the most important accessories in the entire game. They're I so bought good. two of them. Yep. They're um, so good. Yeah. Basically, it gets you SP back every turn. Seven. Ice P, if you get the most expensive one. Yep. And sometimes you're using stuff that costs less than that. Yep, so it's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really necessary. Yeah. So make sure to level her. Okay, so there's Oya, who's a reporter who I don't care about. She's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's, okay, yeah. great. Uh, there's the fortune teller. Are we missing any other adults? Uh, uh, Igor? Eh, it's automatic. Okay. There's also the, the, the two Just twins. has a character, though. Yeah, like, Igor's always interesting. He's yeah. in every game. Yeah, it's Igor. Yeah. And the, um, the, the twins, two twins. Slash Lavenza. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're twins. I uh, thought they I thought they were fun. I yeah, enjoyed... They, they were fun. Every time we had a conversation, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this. Yeah. And I know that. Good. Yeah. Good. I think the only... Uh, Nijima-san, say? Oh, uh, yeah, there's Max's sister. I mean, that's... It's interesting... In terms of major narrative, but you never really talk with There's her. nothing there, really. Yeah. Which, when we get um, to the waifu section, there are some awkward moments for her. Yeah. When talking to my Joker. <laughs> cool. Then there's... I'm just trying to think... Because uh, I want to talk about Kawikama last. In terms oh, of... Oh, Kawakami. Kawakami. The, the teacher. Yeah, yeah. the teacher. Last. Okay. Uh, and then there's a couple kids that you can talk to. There's Shio. Yep. Who's at the arcade. Who I did not get to the end with, but I got no. pretty far. It was but fun. His gun abilities are super useful. Very useful. So I suggest at least investing partway into that. Yep. There's Hifumi. Hifumi. Yes. So I want to talk about Hifumi later too because I connected with her very strongly. Okay. Um, but she is a shogi player. Yep. 
that you can talk to who goes to Yusuke's school. <laughs> Which is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then there's Kawikama, right? Well, we we kind of mentioned Mishima, or... Yeah, oh, Mishima. Yeah, there's Mishima, Who's... who was a student who runs the fan site for the Phantom Thieves. Who doesn't realize you're the Phantom Thieves, but then sort of does, yeah. but then doesn't, but then sort of yeah, does again. Yeah, the writing on him is weird. It's kind of strange. But I liked his enthusiasm, and I always liked hanging out with him, because we yeah. do weird stuff. He's like, want to go to the tower? Like, uh... He's also like... All right, great. He's also like, I can't be a pervert, but I am one. <laughs> so that's pretty great. Okay, so the teacher. Sure. Uh, I've already decided in my next playthrough that I'm romancing the teacher. Okay. I will be honest in that I connected much more with the adults than the kids for the majority of this game. Okay, sure. Um, and part maybe that's because I'm an adult. That could be. Yeah. Yep. Um, but uh, her arc of... she You can tell she's always trying her best. Yep. She's always trying her best. She's just doing it in the wrong way. Oh, yeah. And it really resonates with me because I recently went through a time in my life where I was doing something for the right reason, but it was not helping. And so that's a very personal thing Mm -hmm. that connected with me very much. And also, I just think it's super hilarious because I kept everything platonic in this playthrough. Yep. But it's super hilarious that she keeps, even after she doesn't have to be in a maid costume anymore she still keeps coming to you in it because she doesn't want to get caught as a teacher yeah so i just i think it's super funny and she has a great arc like you she said does. she does she does have a, a very really good great arc. arc and honestly i think out of all the romance options she is the most kind probably yeah uh, and in my real life i am more attracted to kind people that's fair uh so i'm interested to see what a romance with her ends up like yeah um yeah and then the other one is Hifumi. Okay. Which is, uh, the reason why I connect really deeply with her is because when she plays Shogi, she's just so into it. She's so passionate about it. She somehow role plays Shogi. Yeah, she role plays Shogi, and it's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it really is. Um, and as soon as that happened, I was like, oh my god, you're just like me because I have to go around in my day job and pretend to be a boring person and just <laughs> talk about flooring all the time. And... Inside, I'm making fantasy stories in my head. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's almost exactly what she does. Yeah. And also, she comes to terms with, like, people have manipulated me, but that doesn't change who I am. Yeah. Which, I didn't get super... I found her super late. Yeah. Super late. Because yeah. she was, like, you're supposed to go to meet her at the church, mm-hmm. but somehow, whenever I had the time to go to the church, she wasn't there. Yeah. So it took me forever yeah. To start talking to Hifumi. Um, so I didn't when, get super far in her story. When we were in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and that interlude, mm-hmm. which we can talk about now if you want, I actually met up with her. Oh, I didn't even know she was there. Yeah, because she's at Yusuke School, so you can meet up with her. Oh. And I had just met up, like, my confidant rank with her was only at, like, a three or whatever. Right. And after that, I was like, that's my waifu. That's it. So that's who I romance. Okay. And she's super sweet about it. Oh, that's it's nice. a very sweet romance. Yeah, and but at the same time, she's an intellectual who's not really sure how to deal with these feelings. Right. So you get some weird stuff that happens too. Of course, which yep. is great. Yeah, the class trip to Hawaii. I think well, that's also as we've kind of branched into the waifu discussion. Mine yeah. was Makoto. Yeah, 
that's also where the Makoto relationship, because there were, I was like, I don't know, and then like, on, not really. Mm. But it was while we were wandering through the Futaba house mm. where there's the loud noise and she just like grabs Joker. Yeah. I'm like, that's really cute. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And then on Hawaii, like in Hawaii, where yeah. you have the opportunity just to do social stuff and to hang out, yeah. which was a wonderful break. I love... I love pace shifts like that in super long games. Yeah. Dragon Quest Inquisition, when you I, went into the court politics section oh, yeah, where you had yeah. to do dancing and court politics. Yep. Loved that. Because yeah. I was like, okay, I've been It's a nice grinding. change of pace. Yeah. It was so lovely. Yeah. But yeah, it was... Uh, there was that conversation of the three of us where Ryuji, Ana, and Joker yeah. sitting in the hotel room talking about who we kind of like. Yeah. And then I hinted there that it was Makoto and yeah. then... Makoto and I hung out and did that beach stuff where you, yeah. I'm assuming it was the same for Hifumi where you go to a place and just yeah. like sit and talk and then yeah. like she gives you something. Well, it's really funny because she sends you a text being like, I just found out your school is here too. Ah. Uh, Can I see you? It's, I know it's weird because we only play Shogi together. And I was like, yes. That's, that's super sweet. Yeah. Whereas it's because Makoto's on the trip because she's not supposed to be because she's a year ahead of us. Yeah. Of us. Again, it's you're putting yourself in it anyway. So yep. she's a year ahead of you anyway. But there's that certain point where she actually, like, comes to you and she's like, so do you want to, like, just hang out today? I don't have anything to do. I'm like, yeah. Okay. Sure. sure. And she gave me an accessory that I used probably until Shido's Palace. Wow. It was that powerful. Wow. <laughs> like, it was great. Mine wasn't that great. But it was really, it was just so sweet. Yeah. And I felt like... None of the characters in the main party, except for Futaba, which is my younger sister, I'm not going to date her. That's weird. Um, nobody else is really sweet. The thing with Makoto is once you start down that path, yeah. you start to see it. In what, like in group, she's a certain way, but yeah. then when you're off, she's like super awkward about the fact that she really likes you, but she doesn't have any idea what to do with that. Yeah. And so then she becomes uber sweet. Yeah. Like it's just, there. Yeah. it's a night and day where... But then it makes the group stuff more interesting because she's playing normal, but you start to see the little, like, tweaks and where she's sitting changes. Yeah. Yeah. It was really sweet. Yeah. Well, once again, like, I don't think there's a bad romance option. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would... That would be weird. I would say Futaba is, like... It's it's strange, strange. but at the same time, it's just not really your sister yeah because you're not related to these people at all no she's i could i like i can see it depending on how you've been playing joker yes definitely but at this point at that point in the game i mean like i'm just like no somebody has to be a fucking leader yeah yeah exactly <laughs> instead Pretty of much just, where i went yeah so it didn't make sense for me but it's also i would be worried about going into it because of the power dynamic that the story establishes between the two of you Futaba and... Futaba yeah. and Joker. Yeah. Um, yeah, that would I mean, be strange. They kind of have a good history with Futaba in how they handle stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would I would say tread carefully. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. But I'm definitely romancing that teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who I would go with on a second run. Yeah? I'm not sure. Because I was really happy with the Makoto romance. It does like, the seem way fairly that, mainline. The way that arc worked, yeah. it was so nice. Because she is kind of as the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. So then when it's the leader and voice of reason are dating. Yeah. It's just like, well, nah. you know where this is going. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it was very sweet. Anything else we want to bring up? 
Um, the school and the time management stuff. Fun. Oh, I love it. the quiz. Love it. The quizzes were fun. Yep. <laughs> Which is weird to and say. And informative. Yeah, I learned stuff. Even when you got something wrong, it didn't just do nothing. Yeah, exactly. And it felt super good when I could dodge that teacher's erasers. <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. Um, we'll wrap up on this, as this was an hour and 18 minute section. Yep. Persona 5 Dancing Star Knight Q2 2018. You playing it? Uh, maybe? Honestly, talking about this has just made me want to go back and play more Persona. That's what they usually do with the dancing games, though. They insert a weird story that plays into the mainline cast. I know. Maybe I'll play it with you. That's probably what's going to end up happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, I have the Persona dancing game, and we will podcast, and then we will play it. Yeah. Because I need to unlock all of the Mona suits that I possibly can. Oh, my God. Uh, so good. So good. Uh, one last thing I want to say. Sure. Uh, New Game Plus, you don't take everything with you. True. You get your money. You get your equipped items. Um, you will get some special items from anyone you reach Confidant Rank 10 with. Yep. Which will unlock some of their Confidant abilities, but you don't keep their Confidant Rank. Nope. Um, you keep your Compendium of Personas, but none of your Personas. Right. Which is uh, fair. Which is fair. So that means that you can summon them, but it's going to cost you. Yep. So, uh, I think that's everything important. Oh, and all your social stats. So if you max them out in your first playthrough, you will have fives going the whole way through. Which is nice. Yes. Super nice. And then you can spend all the time with Ryuji you want. Yes. Fuck. (laughs) Didn't think that through, did you? (laughs) I mean, I'm going to. Yeah. Well, you want to see what happens. It's an interesting arc. Yeah. (coughs) Anyway, we're both getting uncomfortable from sitting this long. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's time to go. That's it. You, Mr. and Mrs. Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast. We want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. You want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at Mighty Fuse. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with you. And we are at Guys From Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com or Facebook us at The Guys From. Yep. If you enjoy The Guys From Podcast, tell anyone you can, any way you can. And the best thing you can do to help us get the word out there so more people can listen to us talk for an hour and 20 minutes about Persona and 40 minutes about, this was a two-hour podcast. Yep. Well, if you like those two-hour podcasts... We're not even done with Persona, Sean. Nope. (laughs) Leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Podbean, Stitcher, the Blueberry app. You name it, we are probably there. Hey, Jeremy, is there anything you wanted to plug? Uh, yeah, I want to plug older games. Because chances are you've got some stuff in your backlog that you haven't played, or maybe you played a newer iteration of a game like Persona 5. Yep. Take a look at older games. Um, a lot of times... Something that's coming out new isn't actually new. It's been done before, and it's been done better. And try not to worry so much about graphic fidelity, because you can have some really great experiences with stuff that is much older. It's very true. So that's my plug. What about you, Sean? Well, on our website, www.theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting the Waifu podcast, we also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every weekday, throwback tracks on Thursdays, gaming if you're wanting more of my initial thoughts after finishing Persona 5, they're on there as well. (laughs) Movies, you name it, we probably write about it. For more pop culture Instagram goodness tied into the guys from, check out at Zillasuit. That's at Z-I-L-L-A-S-U-I-T. 
where I'm doing, it's mostly horror, but there's a few other things as well. And last but not least, kind of tying into Jeremy's look at older games, Persona is a Shin Megami Tensei line. Shin Megami Tensei is a RPG, a JRPG game series that has been around for 25 years? Yes. Persona's been around for 20. Yeah, and Shin Megami Tensei was 25, I think. think. Or 30. Maybe 30? Might be 30 now. Maybe. Regardless, there are tons of excellent JRPGs in there that have not made as much of an impact in the West as they maybe could have. If you really like Pokemon and you want to take the next step, look into some of the Devil Summoner stuff where you will get into things like what we did in Persona. Yep. Special thanks to The Sweets for our opening music. Check them out at wearethesweets.com and also to Kevin McLeod for our ad music, Garden Music. And that's my spot. Uh, And our takeout music called Fearless First. Uh, This has been episode... 185 of the guys from podcast, the Persona Cast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. And I'm Jeremy. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys from Podcast is brought to you in part by that item in the shop in the school that you need to buy every Friday. It's bread. It's great. You buy it. Yakisoba pan. Do it. Buy it. totally forgot because we said <laughs> we said we'd do it we said we would tell you about our favorite like finisher placards yeah because at the end of every fight whoever got the killing blow well only if you do a special attack only if you do special yeah which all out almost attack. you almost all the time almost all the time did yeah anyway because yeah. that's what you did so jeremy yes whose placard was your favorite well it's obviously mona it's obviously mona <laughs> it's obviously mona's it's a cat on a chair with a cigar and it's a bobblehead cat, yeah. essentially, because yeah. Meta Self, where you project an image of yourself, apparently is some sort of stuffed animal bobblehead cat. Yeah, yeah. Honorable mention, Makoto. Yep, Makoto's was great. Yeah, but the, the justice Mona's. line. Yeah. yeah, justice has prevailed. Yeah, <laughs> Mother- she's so mad. Motherfuckers. <laughs>